to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. That's Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack. They're two women with voices that just happen to have sons in the NFL. That means you'll hear about football and motherhood, but you'll never know what you're going to hear next. So let's get this conversation started. Here are your hosts, Garrett and Mack. Welcome down to uh, welcome to Double Down with Garrett and Mack. I'm laughing because <laughs> I was listening to our intro and it says you never know what you might hear from these ladies. Well, you know, they know they're always going to hear a prayer from you and they may hear some customers from me. But I'm like, are we good. that mysterious? Are we that uncertain? <laughs> Not, you know, it's, it's uh, sometimes we come on the air and we're playful. Sometimes, we, you know, and it just really depends on what's going on in the world today. So, you know, I put on our topic for today that we were going to cover processing grief. And, you know, we started off giggling and laughing. But, uh, yeah, processing grief. Because grief comes in so many formats, Tracy. It comes in different formats, different phases. It affects people in different in many ways. Well, you know what? You know, when we started uh, before, of course, before we come on the air, we always have conversations and it was so ironic because you came on. We just were laughing and talking. And you said, I had another death in the family. And mm-hmm. as you know, I'm going through the death process uh, with a cancer patient, my sister. And I've been coming in and out of Atlanta for months and months and months now, all during football season. And I'm processing grief even while she's living. Mm-hmm. And I know there's going to be another step. And then I'm, I'm processing grief of, um, you know, just the, the, the world. I had a sense of relief, Lord, when uh, January 20th came and, and we woke up <laughs> and the wizard from Orangeville was, whoo, Lord have mercy. See, you never know see. what might come out of their mouths. <laughs> Wizard of Orangeville, girl. That wizard, they snatched that guy during the curtain pack, and it was like, it's an orange midget. (laughs) But you know what? It was the the one shining bright light that came out of these months and months and months of grief and the processing of grief. And you just, every time I turn around that we talk, you said you had a funeral every day last week. Every day last week we had a funeral, a family and funeral. Uh, a family funeral mm. every day last week, and then we had two more deaths to happen Saturday. I cannot, you know, but I know God gives us, you know, I tell you all the time that what is getting me through this is grace and mercy, and God has somehow given me enough grace to deal with the things that mm-hmm. I'm challenged with dealing with. Um, I'm I'm a I'm one of two girls in a family and then there are two boys so I'm one of four and for us you know the caregiving of any situation the woman is always left with most of the the work and mm-hmm. even though my boys are my brothers are tremendous men the boys in our family one is married one's not married but we started caregiving with a handicapped mother when I was 10 11 years old and so not only am I dealing with the caregiving, which I don't mind doing, it, it is it, it has ended up 
giving me and teaching me more about myself than I knew in the previous 55 years. I'm finding strength and character in myself that I didn't know existed. But um, it's very triggering on the other hand because I was raised by a person who was a handicapped person. And my mother became, got in a wheelchair from MS when I was uh, 10, my sister was 11, going on 12, and my older brother was maybe 13, going on 14, and my younger brother was only four. So if anybody has been a caregiver as a young person, this has taken me back there. So I'm dealing with emotions, you know, on top of the fact that I'm watching my sister, you know, fade away. And um, so I'm dealing with some things that are there but I am learning some tremendous lessons about who I am and the strength that God can give you. Cause watching her fight is giving me the strength to just keep digging in with her. Exactly. And people don't understand grief makes us stronger. Ooh, it does. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it at the time, Ooh, it but does. it makes us stronger. We all yeah. go through it a different process. You yeah. start to process your life and look at your life differently. Both of my family members that passed away on Saturday had not even reached their 50th birthday yet. And so um, that's been a process that's been hitting us even harder is Mm. that we that the age Um, my grandmother's aunt. They all live to be one hundred and two, one hundred and three, one hundred and six. And here our generation, we're dying off before 50. So it's Oof. it's it's making me look at how things was when I had Keelan, my grandmother's daddy was still living. God, that's a that's a great granddaddy. Yeah, yeah, he was still he was still living. And now I'm looking at some of my family members and like my sister that died at 42. And it, it's just it's just been it's just. Well, you know, Pamela, you know, Pamela, she's she just turned 57 in October and, you know, I'll be 56 next week. And I'm sitting here just, you know, my mother died at 62. I mean, but she had the, you know, comorbidity of having MS and um, my kid's grandmother just passed from COVID at 100. We celebrated her 100th birthday in December. She passed away like in February. So it is it there. We have long lived people in my family, 80s, 90s, you know, mm-hmm. and I bought you. I think I've told you a hundred times I'm going to live till I'm 94 in my right mind, getting around in my old house and doing my thing. And that's my prayer. God says, speak it in the world, you know, and there let it be go. so. OK, so I, I've been putting it out there in the universe. You know, <laughs> I want to be 94. Is so. And, you know, but as you, you know, I haven't gotten to those stages of denial I definitely have depression. We talked another show previously and I didn't expound upon at all what I was dealing with. But depression, you know, has has just been, you know, it's been there. And I, and I have no problem and no hesitation in telling people that I take medication because I think we all need to engage in whatever tools are necessary that help us cope during this time. And um, right now, I'm just at the point in my grief where I'm, I think just grace is covering me. That's where I am. I think grace is just covering me to give me the patience Mm -hmm. to have the conversations 
that need to be had. There's no one on this planet that when somebody gets ready to take their last breath, and I don't care how close you are to them, mm-hmm. where you don't say, I wish I had said this. Mm-hmm. Well, I have said everything I have to say. At this point, it's just me just loving on this person to let them know when they go out, they'll leave one set of loving arms and enter into another. Exactly. Exactly. And and I tell people a lot of time, healed is healed. Mm. And um, some people get it and some people don't. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that you said was you talked about depression. If you really look closely, grief and depression, I call them the same. Mm-hmm. Because you go through the same process. Or they're twins. Maybe they're twins. That you are, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're intertwined with each other. Yeah, yeah. Because if you have grief, then you have depression. Something mm-hmm. that depresses you, you begin to grieve over it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that, that, that they're both intertwined. And I tell people all the time, you really can't, people always say you need to, prepare yourself, uh, uh, call the family in and, and and get the family ready. And of course, you know, I'm a crisis first responder, a chaplain. I deal with hospice patients and different people. You can only call the family in and make them aware of what's transitioning. Mm-hmm. You can't get anybody ready. No, nobody, is, yeah. nobody is ready. Yeah. No, and, and everybody deals with it in a different way. Right. Some deal with it um, some deal with it by crying. Some deal with it by going out and doing crazy things. But what I tell people all the time is people will say, you'll get over it. You will never, never get, over, get it. over it. No, you will learn how to cope with right. Right. But you will never get and I tell people, don't ever tell somebody they're going to get over it. Uh, this too shall pass. Uh, it'll be all right in Mm-mm. the morning. It um, might feel a little bit, it's going to feel different. What's that term? New and normal? You get a new yeah, normal? You yeah. get a new normal. And that's what yeah. you, you come to. You come to your new normal because my grandmother, people laugh at me sometimes. And I always say, if I could, it, Lord, if I could just dig up and talk to it for 30 minutes. One more time. One more again. I, one more again. Yeah. And then I say, I'll be all right. And then I said, Lord, forgive me because I lied. Yes. Yes. Because at 28 minutes, I'm going to beg you mm-hmm. for 30 more. Exactly. And at the next 28 minutes, I'm going to beg you for 30 more. Right. So, so it, we, we, all, we all deal with, with grief and, and changes in families and, and death in different processes. And you people know, think you, that a lot of grief has to come from a, a loved one or someone dying, but that's not necessary. No, because my, my loved one's not passed away yet, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm mourning the time that was lost that we did not cherish. And I was talking to Miles uh, this morning, you know, my baby son, and I was having a conversation with him. Our our family is really small. I'm the only person that had children in my family. Um, I'm not as lucky as you are to be Aunt Geraci to like 20 something people. I don't know if that's luck. I, I didn't get it at all. I'm I am I have godchildren who call me uh, Audrey, but officially by my siblings, I'm the only one that had children. And I was telling Miles, I said, I need us to make sure we're loving on each other more. This has not taught me anything else, mm-hmm. is to let petty stuff go. 
Mm-hmm. Is to let things that I, you know what it was. It's funny because ever since my children were little, one of the things I would say is, you know, you start off when they're small, kiss and make up, mm-hmm. and you know they have to hug and kiss and make up. And as they got older, I said the only thing you should ever not have to forgive your sibling for if they screw one of your sibling, uh, screw one of your your spouses. No, that sounds funny, but there should be <laughs> nothing technically, you know, molestation mm-hmm. and screwing your spouse are two that I don't care. I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna side with them. You you nasty. So those are the only two things that as siblings you should not be able to sit down and have a conversation about. It doesn't mean your perspective is wrong just because it's different from mine. Mm-hmm. It just means we see it differently. Respect how I see mine. We may we may not have to talk for a few because I need to get my emotions under control. And when my kids were little, I, you know, if they didn't want to kiss and make up right then, I said, okay, go to the, go to your room and you go to your room. And, and when y'all are ready, but once you've kissed and made up, you let that crap go yeah, and you move you on to. and you have, yeah. and, and so that's what I was talking to Miles about letting some stuff go. You know, it's not that any of my kids are at odds with each other, but they, they're all individuals. They're all, you know, in their, you know, their grownness, Mm-hmm. You know, they all have their own money, you know, so they they have their they're their own, you know, people. And mm-hmm. so um, you have to always be mindful of how you are coming across to somebody mm-hmm. when you are giving your perspective. Sometimes it's the delivery. I had this conversation with Sean, my oldest. The delivery of your message can mm-hmm. make your message um, nonsensical and unheard. So. You know, I told I was telling Miles, I said, we're going to not just celebrate on, you know, holidays because it's a holiday. It's not going to be a holiday because, you know, the federal government says we're off. It's going to be a holiday because it gives us an opportunity to gather together and be with one another. Um, We're going to let some stuff go. We're going to let some go. So we're going to let some stuff go. We cannot keep. And this time is so valuable. And this is what my grieving process is telling me that, you know, time is so valuable. And I, I regret, and so does she, the distance we allowed between one another behind petty stuff. And I'm not saying that there aren't things that people can should not hold grudges for. And, and you take as long as you need to take to forgive somebody. I'm, I'm not saying that you, because you, I don't, have, I don't have no heaven or hell to put nobody in. And you work that thing out for yourself. But weigh the relationship versus what you're mad about. Mm-hmm. Weigh it up, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it- and I tell people all the time, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. That part. Because you and I can say the same thing, but it's how we say it is how it's going to affect other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people have to understand, we're not going to all agree. Ever. And and if we all agreed, that would be very scary. And But it doesn't mean because we disagree with each other, we got to fall out with each other. That's, we had I had disagreement. You know, no, no, no. But it's just like the politics now. Just because some of my friends are diehard Republicans and I'm an independent and I didn't want the orange orangutan still in office doesn't mean that I'm going to fall out with that person because of the orange orangutan. Unless you co-signed on some of the stuff he was co-signed, the bigotry, the sexism, the, I mean, all the lies. And, I, and if you're defending that crap, we don't have much in common. But it, if if you just happen to be a, a Democrat, I mean, a Democrat or Republican, I just happen to be independent. It doesn't mean that we don't have, we can't talk to each other. Exactly. It doesn't mean that, you know, we're coming up on the, the first break and, and Jeray I'm glad we're having this conversation and talking about moving towards the light because there's renewal at the end of the light. 
So there he is. But one of the things I want you to explain when we come back, I'm not understanding this impeachment. He's out of office. Oh, I'm grieving still. Okay, when we come back, I'm explaining to you uh, the impeachment process and what that means. And and from my understanding, where, where it will take us when the second week of February comes. We'll be back with Double Down with Garrett and Matt. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time voice america is on your favorite smart speaker if you have alexa or google home go ahead and give us a try hey alexa play finding your frequency podcast on TuneIn. Listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Garrett and Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. Welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. This is Audrey Garrett, and I'm with my co host, Jeracy Mac, this week. And when we left, Jeracy asked me about the impeachment and really what that meant. And I know there's some general confusion. Um, Let me just give it to you in layman's terms. And I am not a political commentator, nor do I play one on television. But (laughs) 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 Okay, so the president has already been impeached before he left office. That was when Nancy Pelosi presented the articles to the Senate and they voted on it. And 10 Republicans, if you remember, voted in with the Democrats to do impeachment. I think there were two, two or four independents that stayed independent and didn't, they did no votes, but they got enough votes, which was, I think was 293 that said he is impeached. And before we came on the air, I explained it to you because you're in law enforcement. It's the same thing as having charges sent to the grand jury and the grand jury finds there's reasonable cause for these charges. 
So the charges are now applied. What's coming up at the start of uh, February in the second week of February is now uh, the process to start the trial, all the pretrial motions and everything that will put his that will put him on put the bastard on trial. That's come on now. Is, is that a bad word, bastard? It's better than it. It's better than that eleven letter word that starts with the M and M with R. Oh but, um, no, let's not go there. We won't go there. But that's what that's what really what it is. And so he'll they'll start the impeachment trial um, because now we get to go. To, it's like starting the murder trial. It's the same concept. So now he has to be put on trial. And then you asked me, how can you try him after he's out of office because he still committed a crime? And and they they the impeachment actually doing it while he was in office. It's that's that's a part where it's a little bit tricky because he's in office. He was in office. If they had had enough time, they could have voted to put him out of office via the same trial. But now he's out. He now has what this will allow them to do is if he is found guilty, he can no longer run for presidency again. There's only one other president president in our country that has ever run and been elected twice in non-sequential terms. And I think it was Grover Cleveland. I can't remember for sure, but um, I almost said Grover Washington. Hear my jazz going on. <laughs> but um, so he, 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 would, he would be unable if he is found guilty to run for office, federal office. So he would never be able to be president again. That's big. He would never be able to hold office again. That is big. You, after seeing the seditious behavior on the Capitol, you don't want those people once again putting that bastard in office again. Because okay. I mean, that's that's really the whole point. So to lay down on its face, um, to not take up the opportunity to halt his ability by finding him guilty. And let, let me just say this, finding him guilty only of the crimes that he committed, because quite frankly, he committed sedition. He, in, in my view, I'm not a lawyer and I don't play one on television either. Um, so it is a matter of making sure you put this man in his place um, so that for the security of America, this man has been more disruptive than, I mean, America's already effed up in so many ways as far as how we administer justice and what's covered under the Constitution and how we apply it based on the color of your skin, your race, religion, and so forth, you know, sexual identity, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, you don't want a person who brings about the worst negative stereotypes to be in leadership. Donald Trump has showed us who he is. Believe him the first time. And thank God, 78 million Americans gathered together and believed him the first time and did not reelect him in the office. That's all I can say. So that's what impeachment means. The trial is now upcoming. Will you watch? So if they find him guilty, mm -hmm. will there be criminal charges brought or will he face some jail time? Oh, he could face or jail time. Just to keep yes. him from running for office again. He, he can face jail time. In fact, he can actually face jail time on the state level, the the second, uh, what, what is it called? The second district court of the state of New York is coming for his throat, okay? She's a subword, by the way. Ooh, she's coming for his throat because mm -hmm. he has committed, him and, and his, his, you know, Ufe and Kufe children 
and his his Barbie doll that he'd like to have sex with that his daughter that is his daughter aka Ivanka but um yeah it's they're gonna get it on the state they're gonna get him on the stadium because he may have been able to give himself and his children secret pardon pardons that I can see him um getting out having you know um the articles of it and and all the stuff indicted and go to court and come waving mm-hmm. I pardon myself because because Joe Biden ain't giving him no pardon. But mm-hmm. and I can see him have given his children hidden pardons. And and really, they're not hidden. They're just not made public. And I can see them because he's a showman standing in court. Talking about, I got pardon papers. I pardon myself. And then that would be a whole nother, you know, mess. I would rather they go for him on the state charges because they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then they um, go ahead and put his ass in jail. Okay. Yeah, just put him in jail. Just and Ufe and Kufe, they could all say they could all sell be in different wings of the jail. You can have a Trump in every wing. Y'all could call it Trump wing one, two, and three. I don't care. You know, yeah, you can give Ivanka. Well, they said today Ivanka was actually weighing the opportunity to run for office herself. All right. I'm gonna move on to another subject <laughs> right now. So one of the things that we're talking about is grief. You almost gave me some additional grief. Grief on that. Um, but and 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 looking at grief um, is both universal and a personal experience. Individual experience of grief vary and are influenced by nature and by laws. Uh, you can't you can't control it. People try to people try to control the process. And they try to prepare for it in various stages. And coming off talking about Trump, let's go into Biden coming into an election. And America's grieving right now. We are grieving, wondering what's going to happen to us as far as uh, there's still jobs that people are not working. Unemployment has ran out. People are looking at evictions. People are looking at... um, just being homeless, being without a vehicle, worrying about how they're going to feed their families, worrying about different things. Um, I was talking to some people and they are actually searching for jobs. There are a lot of job postings, but when you contact the companies, they're really on a job freeze. They're, the postings are there, but they're not allowed to hire anybody right now. But how do you deal with the fact that we're all grieving we have a change of guard. We have we're grieving over the last guard. We're grieving over this process of COVID and how it has affected us. And now we're hearing we should have had on more than one mask. And then you're hearing from infectious disease doctors that in the second round of the COVID vaccine, people are actually getting sick to the point where they're having to take off work three, four five days because the effect we're still grieving okay so you praise that in a question maybe i should have asked that question for you miss chaplin because um the the one thing about it um i i hate to say and and listening audience forgive me i hate to say this i don't have the problems that you mentioned because i'm retired and and I, 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 I got a fallback plan called Miles Garrett. That's just what it is. Um, I'm not going to go hungry. I'm not going to have to look for a job. You know, my car isn't going to be repossessed. 
my grief comes from watching the number tick up on CNN and watching the people lose people. My grief mm -hmm. comes from getting a call from you saying, my favorite cousin who was always at this and supported everybody in my family, my grief comes from you. My grief comes from my 100-year-old great-grandmother-in-law who died from COVID, and then my stepdaughter's mother, and then my nephew, and then, I mean, and, and you can start ticking off where your grief comes from. So though I don't have those other issues, um, I, you know, and, and I know between us, we laughingly say all the time, in fact, I said it to you in, during the break that you were the chaplain and I'm the, the cuss and cutter, but you know my heart and, and you know how I am in, in you know, private times. I'm, I'm pretty straightforward at all times. Um, true, true, true. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, Go ahead. I, I believe in turning to the word. I, I have a deep abiding faith mm -hmm. and I am, I'm an avowed Christian. I believe unequivocally that Jesus bled, suffered and died on the cross and rose again three days later mm -hmm. after being buried in the grave. So I don't take more than today. I don't look at tomorrow because I can't look at tomorrow. I can't look at tomorrow because my sister may not be here tomorrow. So I have to look at things that are manageable in my life. I can only deal with her and her situation today. Mm -hmm. And I know that you got the eviction notice that said in seven days you're going to be evicted. But what can you handle today? Because what you can handle today can might be able to fix seven days from now. But if you gloss over today, worrying about, you know, seven days from now, you might miss an opportunity that could fix the seventh day. So I only bite off what I can chew in this day, in this moment. That's how I cope. And of course, I like lots of wine. Um, <laughs> Stella Rose the Black. Okay. And a um, few others. <laughs> but, but yeah, okay. just, just stop biting off more than you can chew. And, and like I said, you probably should have been the one letting me ask that question. I was like, I, I never have questions. You always do. Um, well, the, 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 my thing is, is because when I talk to people and I deal with people, um, I let them know that um, even though you're going through grief, guilt, anguish, struggle, that's a blessing. I feel like you might not feel like it at the time, but for some people, I want to remind some people, we see a miracle every day. Some, every people, day. some people might disagree with that, but at some point in time, we see a miracle every day. And if he mm -hmm. can work it out for you, he can work it out for me. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, sometimes God has to take, he has to get our attention. We get so hard headed. We get out there, we get to doing stuff. He has to do something to get our attention to say, hey, look at me. Uh, yeah, I need you to sit down so you can talk to me. And that's one of the things that, that I tell people. And when I ask that question, people about losing their house and their different things, like you said, some people don't have those issues. But right now, we're all facing some type of issue. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Something, exactly. Something oh. that's going on. And yep. I feel like, you know, on, from the color purple, God is trying to tell us something. something. You, you know, know what? I. I laugh and I tell you this all the time, you know, because we look at people and go, why did they take this person instead of that person? Mm -hmm. 
Okay. You know, this one's mean. This one steals. This one smokes. This one's yeah. murdered somebody. Somebody child molester. And them mofos are still here. But and I and the disciples. But girl, no, no, no. Because you know what I you, what you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. But uh, yeah, because God didn't call the qualified. He qualified those that he called. Exactly. But I always tell you the reason why they're still heaven, here because heaven don't need them and hell don't don't want them. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. heaven, heaven. Yeah, what they gonna do with with all that? You know, especially if they have not repented of sin. And hell, hell, you have you giving hell right here on earth. He don't need stay right here. You doing yeah. you doing Satan's will. So stay right here in the midst of your foolishness and be. And that's why you sit there and go, why is why did Johnny? You know, I I, I swear we gonna turn when we get to heaven or get to them gates and it's our turn to have judgment. You gonna wonder how did Larry end up here? And he was a whoremonger. I'm sounding like somebody in church. And a heathen and a scoundrel. Uh, look, look, I often have to rip you. Look, you, you did, Jesus is not giving out applications. I'm ripping yours up. Leave that alone. He is not giving out applications. But, uh, but some of us have to realize that going through these situations, it gives us time to reflect. Yes, and I do. think it's allowed us to bring to bring us back closer to God. Some of some of those who have some of those of us that have strayed <clears throat> and some of those of us who have uh, you know I, and I, I tell everybody I'm not perfect. I don't try to be perfect. I'm not gonna pretend I'm perfect. God helps me. He has to help me every day. And uh, but Grace, do you know how people how many people have stopped going to church because of COVID and now they true. are used to not going into the church house and True. these these edifices and buildings are sitting here half empty now that they're even though they are being allowed. You know, in Texas, you know, you're allowed to go in and worship, mm-hmm. and uh, in certain in certain areas. And I don't think churches are going to be full like they have before. I think we're going to do more online stuff if people are still trying to connect spiritually using a pastor. Yeah. Uh, what what does the Bible say? You need where to two, where two, where two are gathered together in his name. He is amongst them. So, and he says, I, fail not to assemble yourself in my house. Yes, he did. So, but you know, I, who said that the house, the church house, was his house? He said, where two are gathered in his name. That makes it his house. That's true. So... That's you true. know you you it's gonna be it's gonna be have to be some some very charismatic leaders out here to get people mm-hmm. back into the church house mm-hmm. once COVID gets under you know control and I know lots of friends of mine who miss the congregation of gathering together of like-minded Christians in one place to sing and do hymnals because girl I, it's very rare that I have heard any kind of musical oration that sound anything like you can get in Sunday service. It's like, whose mic is that sounding bad back there crackling, you know, while they're trying to do it online. So, I mean, I've, I've listened to, you know, T.D. Jakes to, um, you know, just so many ministers online. I love, mm-hmm. you know, doing my, my, I like to walk and listen to sermons and so forth. And it will be hard to get, and I love my minister, uh, Light of the World Church of Christ, on Hampton Road <laughs> in Dallas, Texas. Urban okay. D. Sinister is the senior pastor. But um, yeah, I, it's going to be hard getting people back into the church house. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that as people are grieving and they don't have that fallback plan 
of gathering together to because your community helps you with grief. That's why people gather together like at the repast after somebody has passed away mm-hmm. because they, they come there to, to comfort you. And that's their way of gathering together in community to help ease the pain, whether or not it's really helping or not is a whole nother question. But, you know, we're getting ready to come up to another break, Jeracy. When we when we come back from the break, I want to talk about the gathering together and the feeding of one's soul, how uh, 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 to uh, look at how to get fed. Uh-oh. So we're going to go on. into our break and we're going to talk about feeding our soul. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, You need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Garrett and Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. Welcome back to the last hour of Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Hour? We ain't going to talk in another hour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're finna- no I'm just kidding um, one of the things that we were talking about before we went to the break is is people going to church mm-hmm. and uh, I remember my grandmother told me she said I want you to go one day a week and eat and feed your body and the other six days I don't want you to eat and see how they work out for you mm. I'm like, I was like, why would I just go one day? She said, that's what people do. 
They need to learn how they go. They need to go at least get their soul fed one day a week. But Jeracy, now the thing is, technology has allowed us to not have to go anywhere to be fed. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, because uh, you know, just I'm like only a year and a half older than you. So back in Watch the day, out there now. <laughs> Watch out there now. We only had like Mahalia Jackson, James Cleveland Records, you know, the gospel artists, mm-hmm. the, the Pace sisters, uh, the Clark sisters. They made records. So you're you get on there and you put the little record of the A-Track tape in. And then you had Sunday service, Wednesday night service, Bible study. I mean, there you actually physically had to go to church. Now mm-hmm. people have the ability to get their worship on at home. I That's mean, true. I enjoy but getting my worship true. on at home. And I don't have a problem with, with, with anybody getting their worship on at home. That's that's not a problem. But if you look at everybody that you're looking at on TV and they're getting their worship on at home and you're looking at the, the, the minister bring the message, he called folks to the altar. True. But you know what and they call folks to the altar? You need, you, have to, to, you need to... You need to get in there and take your burdens to the altar and leave them. Now, I'm not saying. Isn't that what your prayer closet is for? You have your you have your war room is what I call your war uh-huh. room. Exactly. And, and my my war room is every room in the in, in, my, in house. my house. Yep. But but what when a church is built, it's built in the foundation of God's house. And sometimes you have to you you know like. Just growing up, I, I used to hear people say, oh, if I can just oh, if I can just get into the house of the Lord yes. to just take yep. this in here. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes and I mean, some things, as they say, weak and wiser, we still got to remember sometimes you got to get into the house of the Lord and you well, got you, to take things and leave them in there. Ironically, you no you're right. You're right. You're right. You, you, got, I, you ironically, to, you were right. Yeah. You got to get into the house because sometimes. You know, you got to get into the house of the Lord. You got to go in and you got to leave your burdens at the altar, at the altar. And so, um, and, and, and just get down on your knees at that right. altar. You're right. And well, don't forget you know, the other thing. Women, don't forget the other thing. Communion. Mm-hmm. I had not had communion in mm-hmm. probably eight months. And my cousin came over. And blessed us. And we took communion. My sister and I took communion yesterday for the first time in eight months because I haven't been in the house of God. Mm-hmm. And now you could order them online and, of course, take communion, you know, order communion and, and the wine and the mm-hmm. eye. And that's something I can tell you that I do miss. Um, nothing, nothing is more important to me than the consumption of the blood. It goes mm-hmm. along with prayer. I mean, mm-hmm. and so... I was so grateful and gratified to be able to take communion yesterday. I, I didn't know how important it was to me until, you know, I, and it, it, it crossed my mind several times. And she, she, she laughingly said, she said, no, I ordered them online and I had my minister bless them. And she mm-hmm. said, I take communion every day to deal with the stuff I'm dealing with because mm-hmm. it's so much going on. This is part of me coping. Mm-hmm. Another part of grief. This is her coping mechanism is to take communion, which, you know, and she said she has a Zoom um, group that she meets with and they take communion together. And that's how they have gathered together to be together, 
to cope mm-hmm. with what's going on in their lives right now. Mm-hmm. So and 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 I I I understand that, but I'm I guess I'm going off. I can't I can't make everybody do things or see things my way. I can only explain it in my terms, in my way. And basically how I was raised. As everybody's tell you, I'm country with a K. I was raised <laughs> up Southern Negro spirituals, Southern, you know, in the church or whatever. There is nothing like sitting in the house of the Lord and feel the spirit of the Holy Ghost come through them. And I've never seen and, anybody and, be slayed in the spirit via Zoom. How about that? I, that, that and, and my thing of it is, is that if, if I can get up in there, rather, and, and for us, when we were raised, whether it's a funeral, it's a church service, it's Bible study, wait a minute, did, wait a minute, hold or on, whatever. Hold on. Did that country grid come, come out when you said service? You was, and you had service. A you, <laughs> service. It's a service. It's a church service. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a funeral. We, we, we take the time and we allow people to be called to the altar and, and, and you pray. And sometimes people don't understand uh, um, the importance of that, how, and, and just coming together and joining and praying and, and you got to leave your burden somewhere, True, you know? So, and, and I feel like some Sundays when I walk out of here, I always say, God, I'm going to walk back in here fresh and anew because I'm going to go leave my burdens at this altar Mm -hmm. and I'm going to come back in because it's because it's so much grief. And I deal with grief and tragedy every single day. You got to lay yours at the altar because you got to lay not only yours, you got to lay down the the ones that you picked up from the victims, unfortunately, that you were dealing with. Yes. And and I I deal with death, grief, tragedy, incidents. Every day, whether it be people of the community or people on the professional level that uh, are having a difficult or a hard time. So sometimes I feel like I got to go into my room, which I call my house, my war room, mm-hmm. because I don't have a war closet. Mm-hmm. It's my war room because I, I sometimes I have to walk through here and I get I have to him. You hear that? It's coming yeah. out that country. <laughs> Come through here. And baby, I start talking to God and he's probably like, look, girl, shut up. I hear you. We not finna keep, but you, but, but I've learned to lean and depend on God. Right. And I've learned that we want to rush things. We push things. We rush things. We want things to happen, but I want people to understand grief is handled in so many different ways. But you, you know what? Let me, let me say this. Let me say this before you before you uh, move on to that. I think one of the things that people would be surprised about, probably more so surprised at me versus surprised at you because you are a chaplain, is that um, when Miles is on the road, he will actually come to the, our hotel room and as a family. And if it's, you know, Bria's there, you know, as a family, we hold hands and pray before every game. So when he goes out to that field and he kneels down, you know, I know, I know some people, quote unquote, do it for show or think guys do it for show. Um, mm-hmm. I know for sure our boys are praying boys and I should mm-hmm. stop calling them boys. They're praying men um, mm-hmm. and that they take their Christianity and their relationship with Christ and God seriously, because that's how they were raised. So mm-hmm. when when they're out on the field you know, people see them, you know, run to the, the end zone and they'll say their little prayer and everything. 
we have already prayed over, mm. you know, and I, and I, I've always laughed because technically we, we rarely say, Lord, I ask you to let the Browns win this game. I let the uh-huh. Lord, let the, I don't, I don't do that. I don't think God has time to be concerned about the outcome of a football game. Throw the darn ball, you know, you <laughs> get in you the remember, end zone. You remember, I, I can't, I can't remember what game we were at. And you said, Jeracy, you got some grease, uh, some grease fell on your forehead. And I said, oh, yeah, because no, you had prayed. You had done the anointing and, thing. And I yes. said, no, I said, no, it's not. So I guess it's shine. I said, that's my blessed oil. And you blessed said, oil. I said, that's, I said, that's mm-hmm. my blessed oil. I, I said, I, I anoint myself. And Dalen has always anointed himself. Mm-hmm. And Keelan has always, uh, because I raised them to anoint themselves. Correct. Before they go into war and battle. And I said, and if it get too hard, let your opponent hear you say amen to push you through and give you that strength to make Mm. it through to the end. So that's one thing. Those in the back that don't believe. (laughs) Those in the back that don't believe. So, so, I mean, I could tell you, I could tell you now when you see, I I laugh because I caught a picture of Dalen on his knees praying Mm -hmm. um, at one game and we were behind and. He prayed. He was. It was two and a half minutes because I recorded it, and he got up. and In the in the last five minutes of the game, he ran two touchdowns for us to win. But see, the thing and is, he, the game, he's not praying to win. He's probably praying for strength. He he, he, he just said, "God, remember what I asked you for." He, he just he, he recalled. What, and I told myself, <laughs> "I looked. I said, son, you was down on your knees for two and a half minutes." I said, "Just think if you'd had five what oh, the school could have been in the end. Oh, and Lord. so we 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 let la- we laugh about that because that's one thing that I've always done mm-hmm. is I've always asked God to cover the field in the name of Jesus. And I pray and, and I pray for the you know, yeah, I pray for the players on the other side too yeah. because their parents want their their sons to win. The things I pray mm-hmm. for for our boys is that one that all of them, every young man on that field, whether they're young men as in, you know, mm-hmm. kids or grown men as in our sons now playing a professional sport is that they each come off healthy. That, Lord, exactly. you're not involved in the win. Winning is, there's a number on the scoreboard, but sometimes winning has nothing to do with the numbers on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. ask that everybody be healthy. I ask everybody physically be able to go home to their loved ones in their right mind. I pray for both mm-hmm. sides. So yeah. it's, you know, that's one of the things that people would be surprised about, you know, that, um, you know, they see these young men in the act of, saying a prayer you don't know what they're praying for on the field so don't don't make judgment calls based on you know what you think is for show or they kneeling in the in the end zone some people stand on the sideline during the pledge of elite or the the national anthem and say their prayer then you know Mm -hmm. and so uh, what people need to remember prayer is personal and and also let's circle back around grief is personal and how people grieve can grieve differently And just because I can walk out with a smile on my face doesn't mean I don't come back into my house and cry like a hit dog. And I go out into the world and I fight that battle again and I come home again and cry like Mm -hmm. a hit dog. And you see the look on my face. And because I'm smiling, you may not look at me. Many people don't know I'm going through what I'm going through with my sister. Mm -hmm. They don't know the definitely don't know the details. And Mm -hmm. I, I if you unless you're very, very close to me like you, you don't know what I'm dealing with because when you see me, I am, um, I'm forward facing and you would never know I had any kind of issue, but God's mercy and grace is sufficient and it is getting me and giving me the courage, the strength and the grace 
to walk this challenge right now. So you were going to speak about uh, grief and close us out for the day. Yes. And, and, and to go off what you just said, that goes to show how good God is because a lot of people don't look like what they've been through. Mm, and what they go and what they going through. Mm -hmm. So, but what I want to tell people about grief before we close here at the end is don't put unrealistic demands on yourself. Let yourself heal. Let yourself heal according to its own time. Don't put a Mm -hmm. time frame on Mm -hmm. it. You don't. uh, Each path is unique, and we'll have to and have many ups and downs. Be patient with other grievers. And with friends and families and strangers who do not understand, because some people, if you ain't never been through it, you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. But one thing I can tell you about it, it might not be there, but it's going to come around. And I tell people, I can tell people, I can assure you, you're going to have a turn. You're going to have a turn. So, um, and one of the last things is if you are uncertain about whether you're going through grieving the grieving process, or you don't know what's going on, consult your healthcare professional. Yep. Because a lot of times we go through stuff and if no one's ever been around a person that's grieving and they never had that, they don't understand. Like you can't spot an alcoholic or a drug user because you haven't been in that situation. Right. Grief can grief can take some time to come up, to sneak up on a person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say sneak up on a person because some people think they have everything in order. Say it again. And they handle it real well, but it'll sneak up on you. And when it sneak up on you, it will tear you to pieces. There and people go. won't understand what, you, what you're what doing or what you're going through. So just be mindful of that. For those of you who worry and wonder about certain things, if you want to know what the Bible says about grief, I tell people, just Google. Get you. You got your phone. Google grief. Google morning. Google wallet. Whatever it is. But one thing, just try to remember: be patient with other people, and always know and understand what you're going through. Somebody else might have it worse. So pray for one another. We are glad that you joined us for Double Down today. Um, we hope that we shed some light to, on you about grief, and we look forward to talking with you next week. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Be sure to join Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mac again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.